Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Over the months of the COVID-19 pandemic, we have focused a lot on the arts here in Singapore and what's been happening uh, with our artist friends who are performers. And theater, as we know, the theater scene has been badly damaged, as has the music scene, Neil. Absolutely. Live performances, indoor live performances are still not allowed at the moment. Bars, clubs, restaurants, jazz clubs, theatres, as you mentioned. It's a very precarious situation. There's no denying it. Joining us on the line now, our dear friend Jeremy Montero, a jazz musician here, head of the Jazz Association. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Great to have you on again, as always. Thanks very much, Glenn. Hi, hi Neil. Always great to be with two of you. Yeah, Jeremy, you know, walk us through. It's been a it's been a while since we've chatted with you, and then we haven't talked to you since Phase Two started here in Singapore. Uh, anything looking up for the musical performances in Singapore as as of today? Not really, uh, unfortunately. You know, we are still not allowed to have live performances in Singapore nowadays. Actually, we are allowed to have live streams where we can have more than one person. So sometimes we've been seeing people get together in small groups and live stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's sort of a, a little bit of a improvement from just a live streaming from home by yourself. So that's a that's a kind of a step in the right direction. But still, we miss very much miss being in the presence of patrons and listeners uh, and and play music and interact with them. Uh, really, I miss that. I, I'm not sure. When that's going to happen, I think mm. around the world it's only starting to creep in uh, again. But in Singapore, I think still, still not in sight, not clear anyway. Yeah, Jeremy, this is becoming very much a theme of our show. The idea that the the hangover, the economic ramifications are only really starting to hit now, aren't they? In recent weeks, we've had uh, Adrian Pung on the show. We've had Ivan Heng. And this idea, it's, I wouldn't say it's been forgotten, but it has maybe been overlooked slightly that thousands upon thousands of people working within the arts and music communities still awaiting for phase three. Now, you're in the community. What are the discussions that you've had with colleagues or even people in authority about the possibility of opening up a bit more? Have you heard anything at all? Well, the thing about it is that when we do go into phase three, music will still not be in. Music will, in fact, now, you know, I postponed one of my two big concerts, plan, live concerts planned for to celebrate my 60th birthday. One was the public concert on June 6th and one was the, the gala for the Jazz Association Singapore, which was meant to be on uh, July 10th. Uh, both have been postponed. My public concert is postponed to December 11th at the Esplanade. But, you know, we're already looking at the possibility that we'll only be allowed to have a small audience in the huge concert hall so that everyone can be safely distanced. So we're looking at instead of 1,600 people, maybe three, if we are lucky, 500 people, you know, 300 or 500 people. And, you know, then the whole economies of scale don't happen. It's obviously going to be at best a break-even concert, but, but again, a step in the right direction. I mean, you know, we have all our plans and intentions, but, you know, the virus has its own plans. Well, that was going to be my follow-up, Jeremy. You said three to 400 people, whatever the exact amount is. Can you break even? Can you even cover costs with that kind of audience size? Thankfully, you know, I mean, I've I've been, my big concerts and and my touring career and concertizing and recording career so heavily sponsored by by EFG Bank. So I think that the sponsorship will cover Mm. cover the cost, you know, and, uh, and, 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 and that's about it, really. And then, you know, maybe we might sell a few tickets and Esplanade and I may walk with some pocket change 
But, you know, that'll be about it. So now I tell you, whoever or whatever the sponsors are who still are stepping up, it's amazing because because without them, I mean, the show will not be able to go on in, at all. Of course, we have to adjust. Our, I still haven't figured out how to do it. I was going to do it with a full orchestra in Ju- uh, on June 6th for <laughs> half the show and and with uh, the, 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 the most recorded drummer in jazz history, Louis Nash on drums and Jay Anderson, one of the great jazz players of the, play, of the world. But I don't know if I'm going to be able to I mean, you know, just try to find a way to somehow still give a very impactful show. I mean, I've done a show with just Buck and Paddy and myself and just the three of us and, and also Paul Ponadori, the late, great guitarist. And I did have to have a cast of hundreds, but it still worked. So, you know, just got to devise a, a, some kind of a show where we can keep the economies of scale in, in check and, 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 and not be silly about it and, and still put up a good show that audiences, the audience will... Uh, like and also what we're gonna try and do is we haven't done we've been doing all these free live streams right mm. but you know free doesn't put food on the table correct so we're gonna start to try we're gonna make an experiment of actually selling tickets for on for those who want it so we'll do hybrid live for the three hundred or four or five hundred people there and also a, a, a small ticket price to get people to pay to come and even if we get some people it'd be a good experiment it'd be a successful experiment. We're speaking with Jeremy Montero, of course, jazz pianist, singer, composer, Singapore's king of swing, of course, the head of the Jazz Association here. And uh, Jeremy, have you seen any uh, interesting innovation happening? For example, you just mentioned, you know, maybe doing this hybrid type concert, or is it is it possible in this day and age to, for example, do a private audience concert for your sponsors or whomever uh, where you can do a, a bespoke event that is private only to them and charge for it are, are there are there different models that can be uh, that can be seen of course you, you've been lucky that you've had sponsorship over the years but so many of the uh, freelance kind of uh, independent musicians don't necessarily have that uh, have that happening for them Yes, uh, you know, that's true. And, and, well, there have been some nice innovations. I mean, uh, I was talking to one charity that was trying to do a virtual gala uh, in August, and I think that they were going to try and do it such that, that people would attend a, a show, a really nice show, in a webinar style, sort of style, but then they would go into their breakout rooms to have their dinner for 10 at home with mm. their guests, mm. or, the, or even dinner for two or about five, five pairs of couples, and actually uh, have the main performers, the star performers, actually show up in these breakout rooms hmm. and have a personal interaction with the small group of 10 people or even the groups of twos who, who are in a breakout room and, and speak to, to well-known stars who otherwise they would, even in a live gala situation, they would not have the experience of speaking to the main performer like this That's interesting. for five minutes or seven minutes. So they try to mitigate the fact that you can't be together in a room physically but with something that they could not have in a room physically, which is the direct personal interaction with the main performance. So that's one very clever way of doing it, you know. The other thing was, of course, the Straits Times and the Business Times just did the child aid virtually yours Mm -hmm. in a very innovative way, having it with a 360 experience and also surround sound, simulated surround sound, which is new, newfangled uh, uh, technology, I forget the name. And people who watch the show had the experience of being in a 360 immersive experience if they had great headphones and also if they had virtual reality goggles. Not everyone did. So even on the iPad or whatever, you could still sort of scroll and have a 360 view and what was happening. Zoom in on your favorite performer. If the group is playing, you could zoom in on it. So that was very, very innovative on the part 
of show director Jeremiah Choi, who was doing the show, was producing the show for the Straits Times and the Business Times for the School Pocket Money Fund and the budding, Young uh, Budding Artists Fund, you know. And that's wonderful. I mean, it's wonderful that we're finding ways, digital ways, using some initiatives to do make the best of the situation. But I, I found it interesting what you said just now, Jeremy, about at some point, all these initiatives, they don't necessarily provide income, do they? And I, 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 my, my biggest bugbear, although people mean well, is when they say, oh, digital technology, digital technology. But it's not going to save everybody, is it? It's not going to help the taxi driver any more than it's going no. to help the jazz musician. No. At some point, we have to try to move forward. And in your case, that's live performing, isn't it? Yes, it is. And of course, the, you know, the world is going to be so different and we don't really even know. We are only at the end of the beginning of all of this. Correct. You know? So we're not, you're not even, we don't really, I mean, some of us who try to, to put out our seer cap, uh, we usually fail to see caps, you know. It's looking very dismal. I mean, trying to stay positive is one thing and I think I'm a pretty positive person, but it's very real for me that, that it's going to be so... No, the leaders of the world are going to have to find a way to just change the rules of the game or even change the game, you know, because the game that was before, which is all based based on, on the economic system, I'm not sure if it's going to work. I, I mean, even like globalization, uh, you know, Prime Minister Lee has already talked about how it's not going to be the same because countries will be less friendly towards each other because they're looking out for their own We've already got problems with supply chains, with food and stuff coming to Singapore. I mean, not really problems because Singapore has been so innovative to look for alternative sources like buying eggs from Poland. But, you know, when, when I saw in one time that we couldn't get vegetables or fruits from Malaysia like we always do, and Vietnam stopped selling rice and keep it for their own. I mean, you, you can see that this is, this is going to be... I mean, I don't want to be a doomsayer over here, but, you know, I think that the leaders of the world have to have a doomsday scenario so that they can take us out of this and bring us to a place where, you know, we won't all just collapse, you know? Yeah. Because, you and, know. and look, you know, you are generally a positive person, and we know that from your, our, our past interactions with you, but it is reality, right? Um, yes, and we cannot, we cannot put our heads in the sand mm. when it comes to these challenges um, because it yeah. impacts real people every day, our listeners yeah. uh, and other people throughout Singapore and throughout the region. So yeah. uh, you are absolutely right. But, but let's, let's talk about something that's positive, that's fun, that's happy, yes. and that is your birthday celebration. Now, your, your original birthday was the 20th of June. You're 60 uh, you have been proudly uh, touting that number uh, around town and, and around the world. <laughs> and we certainly congratulate you on that. This week, I was out running and I was listening to John Barry's orchestra, right, right. playing the James Bond songs uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service. And I thought, yes. this man is a genius. And I must ask Jeremy if he agrees. So do you agree? Was John, is John Barry one of the greats, or am I overestimating him? That's just no, purely for my benefit. You're right. I mean, he's certainly in the same ilk as, uh, as John Williams and people like that. You know, it's absolutely you're correct. Thank you very much. There I needed go. to hear yeah. it from the genius himself. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Montero, happy birthday again. Thank you so much, Glenn. Thank you, Neil. Thank you for having me. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.